Good morning and welcome to today's oil market update with Callum McPherson. How are you doing today, Callum? Very good. Yourself? Yeah, really good. Thank you. So OPEC did reach a deal last week. Um, can you start by explaining what they have agreed, please? Yes, certainly. So the challenge for OPEC was the scheduled 2 million barrel per day increase that was due to come in on the 1st of January. And really, OPEC had to decide whether the market was able to absorb that. And if not, uh, what should it do about it? Um, and clearly, it's concluded that the, that the market wasn't able to absorb that amount of additional crude. I think that was pretty clear, frankly. Um, and in a sense, what it's done is is put together a, a sort of wait and see approach that will allow it to monitor the situation and, and um, make changes accordingly. Um, so what exactly has it agreed? Well, on the 1st of January, production is going to increase by 500,000 uh, barrels per day. And that, that will help to satisfy those that, that, that wanted something, but clearly less than the uh, increase that had originally been um, programmed in. So they will hold monthly meetings starting in, in January, of which uh, production will be reviewed, and, and it will then have scope to increase production further if, if the meeting decides to do so, up to a limit of 500,000 barrels per day. So that that implies that we could have another hundred thousand, sorry, another five hundred thousand in January. That that's already programmed in, then potentially going up to uh, a million. Uh, so so plus another five hundred thousand in February, taking up to a million, and then an, another five hundred thousand in March, and so on. Potentially adding the, the two million barrels per day that was originally scheduled for January um, in in those increments over the course of the the first four months of the year, reaching. 2 million barrels per day in April. So that, that, that's the quickest increase we could see, see based on th this uh, agreement. But of course, if um, if progress on, on demand is a little bit slower, then, then they don't need to increase production. And, and so, and hence, it seems that they have, uh, as I say, a decent amount of flexibility. To do. The, the final other thing that was mentioned was the extension of the compensation period in, in, in which members that have overproduced will have to make up for that. So, that, so this will mean that uh, UAE particularly, also Iraq to an extent, uh, will, will probably be under pressure not to increase output in, in order <clears throat> to make up for the oversupply that they've uh, uh, delivered in, 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 the, in the last few months. Okay, so is this likely to work then? Well, I think in view of these measures and, and assuming that uh, Libyan production uh, it re remains around 1.1 million barrels per day in the first quarter, OPEC looks set to produce about 25.5 million barrels per day on average in, in the first quarter of next year. And that compares to the most recent report from the IEA, the International Energy Agency, in which they forecast the amount of crude uh, OPEC would need to produce to balance the market in the first quarter of 26.5 million barrels per day. So that suggests uh, a deficit of a million barrels per day. It's also worth noting that when the IEA made that forecast, that the, the vaccine news had only just started to break and it had concluded that, that, that uh, vaccines would not have much impact on demand in the first half of next year. But I think given the impetus for, for rapid progress on vaccines, that might in the end prove to be a bit pessimistic. Um, so maybe things can open up quicker than, than, than that forecast suggests. Uh, but if, on the other hand, things worsen in the meantime, maybe we have uh, new waves in uh, in 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 uh, Europe and the US after Christmas, 
um, then OPEC, with this mechanism agreed, has the flexibility not to increase at the February meeting and, and hence uh, uh, deal, with, deal with that slower progress. And how has this been received by the market? Well, pretty positively so far. I mean, Brent almost touched fifty dollars per barrel um, at the end of last week, and that's the highest it's traded since uh, early March. Uh, another sign of confidence is that Saudi Aramco increased its official selling prices. Um, so this is the price at which it sell, sells its crude relative to uh, benchmark prices, and uh, obviously the, the fact it's increased its spread suggests it's seeing strong demand. Um, another sign is the fact that the back end of the, of the uh, Brent forward curve has not moved as much as the, as the front contract. And so the forward curve is actually now downward sloping, a situation we call backwardation. And that normally suggests uh, tightness in the markets, which is a pretty uh, interesting development, really. Um, I think it's probably to some extent reflective of market dynamics, though, because I think uh, producers are uh, generally feeling that they will see see prices moving higher, uh, above $50 per barrel, and so they're, they're not uh, extremely keen to be selling crude forward at these prices. Uh, on the other hand, uh, the, the, uh, the airlines, uh, which, which would uh, typically be strong buyers at the back end of the curve, uh, are not particularly keen to, to, to uh, or really not in a position necessarily to restart their hedging programs. So, and, and, I, and I think that that significant bid uh, in the back end of the market is, is helping to bring about this situation. Lovely. Thank you for the update, Callum.